Hello. This is the house on Valencia Street, and I'll be your host. I use explicit language. Topics of conversation will include ghosts and the paranormal and psychic ability. I'm an incest and rape survivor, and sometimes I discuss it on the podcast. We discuss willful education, recovery, therapy, foster care, emancipation for me, femicide, suicide, murder, domestic violence, violence against women, culturally, and everybody being just fine with it, and I'm not, so I'm talking about it. Willful education, recovery, therapy, 12-step uh, agnosticism, atheism, Christianity, Buddhism, that's my flavor, so many sexualities, including LGBTQIA+, abstinence, vegetarian lifestyle, uh, <laughs> Some of this, I'm going to talk about some of that stuff. Okay, there you go. Some of these topics can be triggering. And so I anticipate you will use your discernment when deciding if this is appropriate content for you. I anticipate there'll be a chunk of people this might not fit for, and that's just fine. I go ahead and listen to other things. I hear you, and I, I anticipate you'll separate from this content. And there'll be a group of people that thinks this is exactly what they're looking for. So come on into the parlor. We've got things to discuss coming up on the podcast today. Yeah, okay. If mental health stuff is kicking up for you, I suggest you talk to a licensed board-certified therapist, someone who is educated and qualified to give you context clues and more information. Uh, that is not me. This is one case study and one person's perspective about how they survived some pretty overwhelming odds in Walla Walla, Washington to survive. Yeah. So a licensed board-certified therapist is a good thing. Is that overwhelming? Is that expensive? Do you need other options? Well, there's a couple 1-800 numbers in my notes here on the podcast. You can take a look at that. There's also a, a reference for a 12-step group called uh, Adult Children of Alcoholics. And that's been a really helpful group, especially in modeling, specifically in modeling focusing on your inner child and growing your inner adult and trying to parent yourself and self-parent yourself when perhaps others in your life didn't have that skill when you were growing up. It's a method for healing. Adult Children of Alcoholics specifically, in my experience, has a good model to practice or to study with that. Get some help if you need it. Okay. All right. Hey, I've got a website, anchor.fm forward slash MoMA, M-O-H-M-A-H. You can find my podcast. You can find the notes for the podcast. You can donate money there. That would be fantastic. Any of those would be fantastic. You can learn more about my ancestors and a couple years I put into this project. And donate to the project also is a vote for the hours of time it takes to produce this content. So that would be a grateful bounty. Yes, thank you. I think that's enough to get started. Okay, here we go. It's always about three or four minutes to kind of get everything uh, out of the way. Okay, come on in. Hey, welcome to the house on Valencia Street tonight. First off, we're going to start with a quote that's going to lead us into the content today. Because I think anyone who has known people old or new knows exactly what I'll be talking about. So let's set the stage to get started here. Um, this is a quote from an author named Stephen Irwin. But a smell shivered him awake. It was a scent as old as the world. It was a hundred aromas of a thousand places. It was the tang of pine needles. It was the musk of sex. It was the muscular rot of mushrooms. It was the spice of oak. Meaty and redolent of the soil and bark and herb. It was bats and husks and burrows and moss. It was solid and alive, so alive. 
It was close. The vapors invaded Nicholas's nostrils and his hair rose to their roots. His eyes were as heavy as manhole covers, but he opened them. Through the dying calm inside him snaked a tremor of fear. The trees themselves seemed dense, tense, waiting. The moonlight was a hard shell, sharp and ready to be struck into ring-like steel. A shadow moved. It poured like oil from between the tall trees and flowed across dark sandy dirt, lengthening into the middle of the ring. Trees seemed to bend towards it, spellbound. A long, long shadow. That was written by Stephen Irwin, and that's from his book, The Dead Path. The Dead Path. You can find that on Amazon.com. I'll put a link in my notes on that one. Setting the stage, though, that was a writing about things that smell. Now, if you study near-death experience, uh, one of the many different experiences people will have is a smell will come to them that reminds them of someone they loved that smells like them. Yeah, uh, That's a method of communication that sometimes there's no physical manifestation for that scent, but there it is, just like a chill in the air. Yeah. Well, along that path comes something that as we get older happens, whether we like it or not. And there's a smell right before when mama died. I saw her about two weeks before she died. And when I'd hug her, she had a smell. Mm, I'd compare it to baby powder, talcum, like that. There was a smell to her that was different. I didn't notice it when I was younger. I did notice it after she got over 60, though, that she smelled different. And it smelled, I liked hugging her because it was comfortable to me. Yeah. Well, as I age, you know, I'm in my mid-50s right now having gone through menopause and the like, your body changes and the way you smell and the way you move changes too a little bit. And it's micro little slices. It's, it's, it's millimeters at a time. It's itty bitty little increments at a time you don't notice. And then before you know it, a year or two has passed and something's changed and you look a little different, you know, from this side or that side. Yeah. Well, one of those things I think about and one of those things that if, um, okay, I'll pause this is also considered with mental health issue, especially when people are abuse survivors. Uh, if they are incest or rape survivors, sometimes they'll disassociate from their body. So issues about bathing, showering, or uh, haircuts, that type of thing may be different because they're not really attached. And I I struggle with that these days. I, I like my hair grow out. I keep my hair in ponytail. Um, I have the clothing that I wear, you know, but I... I monochrome. I'm not really into fashion these days. I used to be. I still have some of my dresses and things, but uh, that's less important to me these days, my appearance, you know. So along that change that comes with aging after, you know, you've been around four or five, six decades, you smell differently. Just like when my mama, she would smell differently when I give her a hug. We're going to talk about that, how an aging body smells different. Okay. So uh, the topic today is how old bodies smell different. <laughs> Because they call it old person smell. And, and you know what I'm talking about. You could do a search on right now. You go out to Google old person smell. It's not something people voluntarily you know, typically talk about. But, you know, we change. Our bodies change. And, like, you know, me in my 20s and me in my 50s I have very different relationships with my body. You know, it's same body. 
Although I relate to my body differently. You know, I have different awareness now. Part of that is understanding that uh, I just do showers for maintenance. I don't do it for socialization or going to the concerts or going to the concert halls. I just do it because my body needs it now and again. And I'm not impacting people if I have people to be around, maintenance, that type of thing, uh, socialization. I'm taking a shower. But other than that, I just do shower. I have to schedule it. I put it in my schedule. Oh, it's time to shower today. You know, so I, I go and I do that just to keep on track with that because people who have mental health issue uh, disassociate from that. I think that's something I struggle with as I age and also as we culturally are more detached and remote with the pandemic and the change in our culture. These are the thoughts that come through my head. I know I probably smell different these days. I, I'm in my mid-50s. Mom started smelling different in her mid-50s to early 60s. I probably smell a little different too, you know, and also as bodies age, they smell differently. And also our capacities to smell and see and taste are aging. A 70-year-old body is going to perceive smell and taste differently. There's reasons for that. What is the main component of how people smell old? The chemical that causes people to smell old, there's a chemical that is associated with people smelling old, and it's called nonanol. I've heard it pronounced naninol and nonanol. N-O-N-E-N-A-L, or 2-none-at-all. It's a chemical compound that is in, in your scent glands in your body. So how it looks is you've got a hair follicle. Well, that hair follicle has a sweat gland associated with it. That's moisture that comes out. And also has a sebaceous gland. That's the oil and the grease and that type of stuff that keeps your skin moist, right? Inside that sebaceous gland that's associated with your hair follicle because you got the sweat gland that connects up to it and then you got the sebaceous uh, gland that kind of connects up to it. That nonanol comes from that sebaceous oil gland and the way it's described that it smells is greasy grass or maybe stale grass or um, kind of a relaxed smell, not an unpleasant smell, but kind of like grassy. And greasy kind of something along that line thank you for your patience because language is hard to find with this type of talk we don't necessarily want to talk about some of these things so there's not a lot of language to describe what i'm talking about so there's a smell two nonanol it's a chemical compound and it's old person smell that's what's known as old person smell people in their 70s have about three times more nonanol than someone who's a middle-aged person so you your body produces three times more of the smell Older people smell differently, but not necessarily bad. And I'll go back to like the last couple times I hugged my mother. I can remember hugging her and she was soft and kind. And she smelled like talcum powder. There was something different about her smell. It's not that she was showering all the time. She struggled too with that as she got older because she had joint surgeries and it was difficult to get around. She just had a different smell, you know, as she got older. So... Uh, that is part of that. You get there. So there's this thing called two non and all that increases as you get older and it's, it's, it, it's gradual. So you may not perceive it. Now you could change some of that up if you want to mix it up and smell less like an old person. A couple things that combat that are, um, your metabolism. So working out helps to increase uh, production of sweat and it kind of cleans your glands out along that, that you'd go with showering daily most likely. So those are some things that kind of help with that non-anol or that two non-anol smell. Here's some causes for that smell. 
there's some, here's some things that actually cause people to smell old. Older people tend to drink less water. They tend to be sated or not want to drink water frequently. One of my habits is I drink about 30 ounces of water before I eat typically, about five, six days a week, because my mama worked with someone at the post office in Walla Walla who had kidney stones. I've had one kidney stone happen as well when I was going through a breakup and I wasn't eating anything and I wasn't drinking anything. And that's what caused the kidney stone. It was one of the most painful experiences I've had. And I've had gall stones and gall surgery as well, gallbladder surgery. Man, uh, drinking water is a big reason people get kidney stones. Okay. So after someone that she worked with at the post office got kidney stones, he was constantly going to the bathroom for bathroom breaks because he was constantly drinking water because his doctor told him, you drink a lot of water to avoid kidney stones. And mom would constantly bitch about the fact that he was at the bathroom half the day because he was drinking so much water. <laughs> and he was pissed off because he's fucking at the bathroom the whole fucking day because he's drinking all this water. And okay, so he doesn't have a kidney stone. Okay, he's had kidney stones. But he, but that's one thing she would always tell me, drink your fucking water. She wouldn't say fuck, but she'd be like, drink your water. You want to avoid having kidney stones. And then when I had a kidney stone in my early 20s, mom was right. So I drink a bunch of water every morning. That's good for you. Keep yourself hydrated. When you get older, people forget that. And I mechanically do that because like showering, I won't think about it necessarily. I have to get into these habits of, okay, I have to meditate now. Okay. I have to drink my water now. I have to schedule my showers. Yeah. Okay. You got to do that at least every other day, you know, try to keep on top of that. And let's get back to this whole two none and all or none and all. N-A shit. N-O-N-E-N-A-L. Non and all. Two non and all. And that's what is the chemical that's the thing that's called old person smell. Okay. So that's that component is, is that's chemically called old person smell. One of the causes, older people don't drink as much water. I just was covering that. People shed dry skin more when you're dehydrated. So you have more dry skin. And as a result, dry skin, when you shed it, can smell musky. So that can contribute to your smell. Dehydrated people shed more dead skin. Uh, how about that? Um, another cause of this increase of smell as you age is a decline in oral hygiene. As people age, they're less efficient about brushing their teeth and flossing. I have to schedule and I have four or five things at the end of the day to do my teeth. And it takes about a half hour. That being the case, as we age, when your hygiene orally was, is changing, um, it impacts your, your ability to smell. And people don't really think about it. Intellectually, we understand that you're deteriorating and aging, yet you, you may have your, sm your sense of smell maybe impacted by that, right? So here's a fun fact. Non and all is a key component or two non and all. It's two dash non and all, but people refer to it as non and all. Non and all is a key component in the smell of beer. Okay. So you, you're drinking, it's buckwheat and beer smells like non and all. Okay. Another thing, or, or cucumbers, I've heard that too, for people drinking the, or smelling the, the derivative, the, the withdrawal, the, uh, the concentrate, they say it smells like cucumbers as well. Oh, here's another reason why people smell or that kind of old person smell. People don't think about this one. Uh, over half my wardrobe is 20 years old or older. And if you see me out, you'll say, yeah, you know, I'll tend to choose things that are monochromatic or classic, but some of my wardrobe is dated and I'll admit it. Anyway, but older people have older objects. So deteriorating books, I've got books that are 30, 40, 50 years old, right? And old books smell 
they're deteriorating. You know, there's chemical compounds that are breaking down uh, in wood, in glues or whatever. You know, so people don't realize that, yeah, there's a person who's in their 60s or 50s in the household. A lot of their objects are going to be 30 to 50 years old. Those objects are going to smell older, right? Okay, so that's something to think about. Older people have older objects. So if you've got a bunch of 50-year-old books, your house is going to smell like that. Just opening up the windows and getting fresh air in once a week. I put that on my schedule too, you know, even when it's cold weather, because I don't, I get disassociated from it, you know? So, okay. So places that you want to make sure to kind of take a look at when you're cleaning are behind your ears and your neck, your underarms and your feet. Oh, feet as well. So you're talking about behind your ears, your neck, your underarms, your groin area and your feet. Those are going to be the areas of your body that smell commonly when you're cleaning or taking a shower and you want to make sure to get rid of your own self-generated old person smell. Now, persimmons. Persimmons are a way to combat this. And in Asian medicine, I was looking at a couple different uh, people who tout this. Persimmons have a chemical inside of it that neutralizes the two nonanol. Many times people who talk about having that old age smell and don't want it will use persimmon soap. I was actually looking at some for this research I was doing here. So this persimmon, because the thing is, if you don't have someone who is close to your body on a regular basis that's really intimate with you to go, hey, so do I smell? I mean, you know, <laughs> you're not going to know unless you pay somebody and they might be being nice to you. A thoughtful process to go, gee, I need to shower and schedule this at this rate. I need to make sure to brush my teeth twice a day. I need to make sure, you know, to go to the doctor once a year. These are the things that sometimes with mental health, I have to schedule in. Otherwise, I won't naturally go that way. Right. So I'm researching persimmon soap because even though I haven't gotten feedback that I smell like an old person, I'm thinking, well, my mom, I did when she was my age. And I've got a lot of clothing from the 20 years ago. And maybe I maybe my house smells like an old person. Maybe I do. Well, I better be on top of that. Yeah. And actually, just to kind of round this out, I think about Thoreau. Uh, He's a transcendentalist who talked about living simply. And he lived on Emerson's, uh, they were transcendentalists who uh, Emerson let Thoreau build a cabin and he lived there for a couple years and wrote Walden, the book Walden, which is a classic piece of literature that many have to read if you're going to get an English literature credit from high school or college. Yeah. He lived off the grid for a while, although supported by friends, you know, on their property and evaluated being around other human beings or being on his own. And he found nourishment from that self-reflection time being on his own. I kind of evaluate life that way myself. And I have a great deal of respect for Thoreau uh, and his writing. That Sometimes probably Thoreau was thinking about if I'm going to go to town to go get supplies, I'm probably going to need to take a shower and wash my clothes because maybe I don't notice. Yeah? Okay. Just know this out there, people, if you're over 50, there's a thing called two nanonil. And if you're in your 60s or 70s, you have three or four times more of it than most people in their 20s and 30s. And it might make you smell like an old person. Now, you can go ahead and absorb that. That's fine. But uh, I, I was just sitting there thinking I might be ordering some persimmon soap. You know, even that or just, just take a, a shower on a frequent basis. Yeah. Either that or just make sure to take a shower on a regular basis. Yeah. So um, I was just figuring out and thinking, you know, my mother definitely had a smell when I would hug her when she was older and it smelled reassuring. 
Now, people don't necessarily, they say that older people have a smell, but it's not necessarily unpleasant. Um, some people equivocated to greasy grass or cucumber or what have you. There you go. I was going to include a little passive aggressive thing I tend to do with country music. I've been jamming out to country music this week. And so what I do is I, I if I don't like the sexist or racist lyrics, I'll make up my own and make them more uh, diverse or supportive. And so I, I was going to go off on that. But um, I think that's a good, we'll call it good. We'll call it, we'll call it good on the two nananil old person smell awareness day. Yeah. Okay. So just, just keep in mind that you too might be an old person and maybe you might want to buy some persimmon soap. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. It's good to know it's an actual thing and that many people, I guess, in Asian medicine, uh, it's quite popular in some countries to actually actively buy soap that targets that specifically. So. I hope that you smell just as good as you want to today. And uh, I, I, I'll i do a little check myself and see how things are going. So far, so good. May you have a pleasant smelling day. And <laughs> here at the house on Valencia Street and, and hopefully less so socially awkward than this pod. Maybe, hopefully, yeah. So uh, please understand you're not alone. And uh, sometimes... A smell in the air will indicate that you're not alone or maybe just a vibe, just an alignment, an energy. Yeah. You're never alone. You're not going to be alone, not here at the house on Valencia Street. Oh, no. Mm -mm. Sometimes it's uh, whether you like it or not.